Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we're bringing it to you again this week, looking into the Pittsburgh Steelers, heading into free agency, and ladies and gentlemen, it is an exciting time for once to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, wading into this period. Man, for once, the Steelers are a part of tons of rumors. Tons of rumors. Um, ESPN dropped an article from Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano and a whole bunch of other reporters, really, over the last few weeks. And already the Steelers' names are being tied into a number of different options across the board. A lot of the most exciting ones, to me at least, is the Steelers' interest in offensive linemen, which is something we knew they needed and we knew they needed a lot of. And one of the things that was a little concerning was whether or not the Steelers would try to use that money to perhaps trade for a quarterback and then be unable to address their offensive line how I believe they should. But as we sit here right now, it seems like the Pittsburgh Steelers have interest at the very least in Ryan Jensen and Lakin Tomlinson, amongst many others. So this is big. The Steelers... For a minute there, I was a little bit concerned that they'd be uh, tr- tracking down Trey Turner again, who once again didn't have a very good year for your Steelers uh, in his one lone year as a Pittsburgh Steeler. So to me, it feels like uh, that guard spot is going to improve regardless. What they do at center is kind of becomes a big question from here on out, but the fact of the matter is that ESPN's reporting that the Steelers have interest in Ryan Jensen tells me that Kendrick Green won't be your starting center next year, and that is exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do for this offensive line. I'm literally pounding the table as I say this. I know I've ragged on him a lot, but Kendrick Green is not an NFL offensive lineman. Could he find something at, at guard in this league? Maybe I honestly doubt it. I just don't think he has the frame and the really that NFL football IQ to play the spot. It's not to, to sound any type of way about him as a person or whatnot, but he is a good college player that just doesn't translate to the pros. It's something that happens all the time. The Steelers asked him to play a different position. That in itself was a mistake. He isn't ready for this spotlight maybe he could develop into something but honestly I just doubt it the fact of the matter is the Steelers having interest in another player at the same spot tells me they are more than ready to move on from Kendra Green and truly make this team better and take the next step to move on to the next level which is something massive for this team so moving into this free agent period of course we are now less than a week into legal tampering more of these rumors are going to start popping up. And I know most of you, like, well, much like me, as Steeler fans for a very long time already. Um, heck, I'm 25 years old, and I've been following this team through for agency for better part of every single one of those years. And the fact of the matter is the Steelers do not get involved in this time of year. And really, 
In in some ways, it's kind of boring, and especially it's like someone like me who gets really into player movement, uh, personnel decisions, stuff kind of along those lines. It's just kind of boring being a Steelers fan and just kind of sitting back and hoping your team makes one move. And when they sign someone like, I don't know, Dante Moncrief, you, you get a little bit excited that they actually signed someone. But at the end of the day, that's probably the 30th best receiver that was available in free agency that year, and he completely fell flat on his face. This year, however, for once, things will be different for your Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm extremely excited for this. The Steelers are being tied up into tons of rumors when it comes to the quarterback position. We knew it was going to be crazy. Now, when it comes to the offensive line, it seems like it's going to be pretty equal in the same regards of a uh, pretty fun few-month stretch here for player acquisitions. And on top of that, the amount of uh, former Patriots inside linebackers that are becoming available that have ties to Brian Flores makes even that spot a little more interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be players, and honestly, I think you're going to hear way more often of outside players and the teams uh, kind of chit-chatting amongst one another, and I think the first day of free agency, you'll actually see the Steelers make a move, and perhaps more than just one. I think with the legal tampering period, the amount of cash they have, the amount of need, and ability to go out to increase the talent on this team, I think the minute that new league year starts, I think a deal will come down. And really, during that legal tampering period, when we typically find out that uh, teams and players are extremely close to getting something done regardless, and it basically is just waiting uh, a signature to be placed on the paper once the league year begins, I think the Steelers will be a team that are actually involved in this period of time, which is since the legal tampering period has begun, which I believe is only uh, two years old now, it's not something they've ever been involved with before. Sure, some of their free agents have uh, left during that time, but uh, vice versa just isn't a thing. So this, to me, is a very exciting period of time, and the Steelers are going to get better. They're going to get a whole heck of a lot better because of uh, the ability to sign players and when you're signing guys to the top of that bracket, you're actually going to move the needle of your team. And I've talked about this a few times, but boy, oh boy, I'm imagining the Pittsburgh Steelers with a veteran, solid offensive line, what Najee Harris could do behind them. Najee was beat up, for if we're being honest here, this entire season behind a bad offensive line, and he managed to stay healthy for 17 regular season games, uh, four preseason games, and a playoff game. That is unreasonable to continue for an NFL running back. Just the nature of the game, the nature of touches, and just the position and rundown in general. It's just not something that is sustainable. The Steelers with a great offensive line, though, you know what? doesn't necessarily have to be great. With a good offensive line, they could step forward in the next season and really just play their game. Najee Harris, his 1,200 yards behind a bad offensive line his rookie year, could be pushing closer to 2,000 behind a good offensive line and 17 games. It's one of those things that is exciting to think of what this stud running back could do behind an improved offensive line. And the Steelers have the means and apparently the interest to go out and do it. So right now, I'm sitting here bubbly because I know this team is going to be better, especially the run game itself. It's going to be better. And on top of that, sure, we don't know who the starting quarterback of your Pittsburgh Steelers will be quite yet. 
in 2022. We know there's a good chance that Mason Rudolph uh, gets the first shot, the first crack at the can to become that starter. But the Steelers could trade for someone. They could draft someone. They could sign someone. Legitimately, the Steelers could be players in any type of way to add a quarterback to this roster. One of the things that is exciting, once again, if this team truly is interested in making moves at that offensive line position, is that quarterback's going to have more time to stand in the pocket, more time to deliver the ball downfield, and not rush throws like Ben Roethlisberger had to do the last two years of his career. Moving forward, fixing this offensive line is going to solve a lot of the problems this offense has had. And not doing that, I know it's something I've talked about a bunch already this offseason, Not fixing this offensive line, the same problems will persist no matter what and no matter who they bring in to fill the rest of these positions. So, when the Steelers are getting reported on being interested in guys like uh, Ryan Jensen, Lincoln Tomlinson, and Austin Corbett, amongst others, that says something to me. This team is interested in building a better offensive line. They recognize how bad it was a year ago, and I think we can all just sit back and agree and nod our heads together that it was not a good unit and thankfully come together and and see that things are going to be different and there is not going to be a repeat of what we saw a year ago so we can put our hands together for that because that is a massive thing moving forward now one of the other interesting things as well is that quarterback spot like I mentioned a little bit earlier it seems like uh, most of the reports coming out now is that Aaron Rodgers is pretty much all but off the table like the Steelers just don't have the draft capital to move heaven and earth for a quarterback that is rapidly approaching 40 years old it's just not likely it's just something that is very doubtful to have happen so one of the other things that is kind of interesting is that secondary market the other players at quarterback and to me I truly believe the Steelers probably add a veteran in some capacity and I still think they probably draft someone in some capacity as well what capacity that is I'm not sure could it be a five million dollar quarterback and a fourth round pick yeah it really could be could it be a Jimmy Garoppolo and a first round pick I still think it's possible the Steelers will do something at this quarterback spot and we have heard some rumors swirling around the position a lot as it already has been Uh, like Bill's quarterback Mitch Trubisky who's picked up a lot of steam for whatever reason on this market he's a player that it's gotten a year to develop in Buffalo play in that day ball system sit behind Josh Allen and just try to improve he's gotten glowing reviews uh, as a good person and as someone who's uh, played really good football in practice and shown some good things for the bills after compiling a winning record in chicago and making the playoffs two to three years as a starter there is that the ideal player to me no do i want to give him 10 million dollars which is kind of the rumor right now absolutely not but if you could get a guy like that in for right around what you're paying mason rudolph and let the two of them compete I would be all for that because that's going to make this team better in the long run. And it also means that neither of those guys necessarily have to be the long-term option moving forward. Other names that I've kind of seen uh, pop up from uh, NFL insiders like Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter include that Jimmy Garoppolo trade that I know many don't want to see. Um, And, of course, Malik Willis is someone that the the Steelers have had a very keen eye on since this draft uh, process has begun. So, for me, it's going to be... Once again, one of the words I've been uh, kind of framing this entire offseason around is interesting. Because the Steelers can do legitimately anything, 
at any position and really they could be using their draft capital they could be using their money things are going to be different and things are going to be different in general in in the sense that these moves are not going to be the typical Steelers way of doing business and to me that is exciting things are going to be different and players are going to be brought in that any other year the Steelers would not be doing Pittsburgh Steelers fans I just want you to hang tight we're going to be back with more live mic action the second half of our show in just a minute Steeler fans, it is time for the second half of the Live Mike podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. If you want more conversation, more feedback towards this team's personnel moves that are going to come up, this is the stuff I live for in the offseason, those player personnel moves. You can get more of that great content you love by following me on Twitter if you like, at MichaelBeck56. We can hang out and talk uh, all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And these next coming weeks, things are going to get nuts. So uh, make sure you're dialed into both my page and the at BT Steel Curtain page to get all the latest on the Steelers signings, rumors, interests, what whatever you name it, what have you, it will be available on those pages. So you can go ahead and follow us on the Bird app. Getting back into today's show, and of course, the theme is free agency and things being done differently. The Pittsburgh Steelers, really since free agency became a thing uh, all those years ago, really haven't been players, be it their own financial situation, the Steelers always being a a cap-spending team, a team that wants to compete for a championship year after year. They just haven't been players in this type of market. This is the year, however, where things are different. Their franchise quarterbacks off the books, and both their starting cornerbacks uh, are uh, on the market. Uh, starting receivers, a bunch of their offensive linemen are, have come off the cards. There is a lot of available funds because a lot of these contracts have run out. So, for your Steelers, they are able to bring in new guys, bring in more talent, and necessarily bring in more quantity or excuse me, more quality than quantity. The Steelers can go out and instead of blowing $10 million on five guys that are below average, they could sign one or two quality starters for that money. That actually pushed the needle. Sure, could there be a little bit weaker uh, spots on the roster if you were to do that? Yeah, to a degree, but your wins above replacement for an already, like, below average free agent acquisition uh, compared to, say, a third-round pick starting the spot, there's still a chance that 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 draft pick is going to be better than what your below average starter was for this team. To me, the ideal situation for for the Steelers is to go out and sign a number of quality players. They don't necessarily have to be all the top 10 prospects. Um, That typically doesn't work in the NFL anyway, but going out and finding good players, guys that are pro bowlers already, guys in their own right, push the needle for their team and legitimately make your offense or defense or heck special teams better. 
the Steelers can do this this year. They can go out, sign three, four, maybe five guys that truly make this team better, that truly make the Steelers a contender once again. Sure, they might not have the quarterback this year, but if they can create a solid roster, they can come into next offseason with the main goal of finding that quarterback, moving your draft capital to move up that draft board in the first round to get a legit starter, much like how when Ben Roethlisberger took over this team in 2004, the roster around him was already stacked. One of the best defense in the league, a pretty darn good offensive line, a running back stable, a load of receivers, and of course his sophomore year getting uh, him the best tight end this franchise has ever seen. It's just one of those things. Building this roster and having a good team together is a more ideal situation to put a rookie quarterback into than really anything else across the board in my eyes and in my mind. So I, I, I generally do believe the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a better roster this year moving forward because they have the funds to do so. And genuinely, I think free agency in general is still not a part of the Steelers' DNA. So I, I have a hard time seeing them going out, signing five, six, seven, eight players. I can see them taking the quality approach, finding three, four guys that make this team better, that are actual impact guys that make any organization better, really, and in turn makes the guys around you better. Finding a center, finding a guard, heck, finding a tackle on the offensive line. Uh, that's all you really need to do on offense this year. Defensively, if two and Alu Alu are back, the defensive line is still pretty solid, especially with depth options like Isaiah Loudermilk continuing to develop, someone who got better all year long. Um, still having Montrevious Adams. Uh, well, he's still a free agent, but potentially having him back in the fold. Carlos Davis, his brother Khalil. There's just so many options for the Steelers' defensive line that you almost don't have to worry about that in general at all either. And they're going to be much better despite not bringing any new faces in. Sure, you might want another linebacker beside Devin Bush that plays a, a little bit better uh, Batman to his Robin uh, or vice versa kind of role than uh, Joe Schobert was. So that's an option that you might want to bring someone in. Of course, the Steelers are going to need to figure out the cornerback spot because right now they don't have anyone uh, with uh, both Joe Hayden and Akella Witherspoon out as free agents. So the Steelers, to me, right now, they just need to focus on fixing their offensive line, their cornerback room, potentially an inside linebacker, and then I think in an ideal world, you bring back Terrell Edmonds as your strong safety, but if you can't get that done, you have to go out and find a safety as well. Of course, a number of these guys, these positions will be uh, dealt with in, for, uh, in the draft, but in free agency, the Steelers have the flexibility and ability to bring in a number of players to fill a ton of these holes and lets them be a little bit more flexible come time for the 2022 NFL Draft. Again, I couldn't be more excited now because the Steelers are actually getting legit rumors towards them for having interest in some of these bigger name players. And once again, a lot of those players are coming on the offensive line. Another big factor here to why I'm excited about the Steelers being so interested in offensive linemen, it keeps the Cincinnati Bengals from signing said offensive linemen. Their biggest weakness is that they just don't have a very good offensive line. And Joe Burrow got his butt whipped all year long. Sure, they made it to a Super Bowl, but there was never a moment in that game where I thought the Bengals were going to win. Uh, the Bengals were just dominated by that Rams defensive front. And really, at the end of the game... 
Aaron Donald makes a play to end it, and there was a receiver still running open at the end of the game. If the Bengals are trumped by the Steelers when it comes to bringing in offensive line talent, then yeah, that's going to help the Steelers in the division. It's going to help keep the Bengals back. Again, it's one of those things with the draft picks as well. The Steelers pick a few selections before the Bengals, and they can take the offensive linemen away from the team that is the most complete team as of now within the AFC North. The Steelers have the ability to keep a division rival down by fixing a position that they both have in common as being issues. This is huge, and... I know the Bengals have more cash than the Steelers do right now, but the Steelers have that legacy, and they still have the means and a a coaching staff that players can believe in when it comes to adding talent to this team. So, to recap this entire show, really, the Steelers need to go out and be players in free agency. As of now, it seems like they are interested in a number of these bigger name players especially across the offensive line and there are also players in the quarterback market i expect moves to be made along the o-line and a quarterback in free agency in some capacity with the team spending more money on the line that i than i think uh, some people expected which is great so far there's no true rumors at inside linebacker or corner so perhaps the draft uh, it, that's when they could wait for that but the steelers are going to have their offense a little bit better. I, I I don't want to say I guarantee it, but I genuinely believe this line will be better, which will make the running back better, which will give the quarterback more time to get the ball to the receivers deeper in the routes, which will make the receivers better as well. This is a huge offseason for the Steelers in general and kind of dictates how long they're going to be in this retool slash rebuild for, for the next foreseeable future, really. If they can figure out the roster around the quarterback this year they can spend and dedicate next offseason to finding that great quarterback most likely in the draft and making a play for them and in turn making this rebuild slash retool last two years max rather than kicking this can down the road and not addressing some of the bigger issues This is my perfect uh, scenario and something that I think the Steelers might actually be pulling off to a degree here. So with all that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Live Mike. Before we let you go, i got to remind you to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, from film rooms to grades to breaking news to rumors that we all know are going to have happen a ton of times before uh, this next live mic next week drops so make sure you're locked to behindthesteelcurtain.com and you're locked to the entire behind the steel curtain family podcast we're going to be breaking down all these moves Uh, i'm sure they'll be breaking news podcasts if the steelers sign some big name players so once again like subscribe five star whatever uh, your podcast platform does uh, it will help support us and uh, help us continue to bring some of that great content that we know each and every one of you all love so once again thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the live mic podcast my name is michael beck and we will catch you guys soon